TSR Podcast with Jacob and Bo. It's been a while, everybody, and I can't believe it's actually been as long as it has. To all of you guys who have enjoyed listening to us, I'm sorry we have been MIA for so long. Bo and myself have both been super busy with our new jobs, and it's been hard to get any free time over the last couple of months, but we could not let the opportunity to talk about the Super Bowl pass by. Real quick, I want to talk about some other things that have been going on around the league before we jump into all the things about the Super Bowl. Bo, man, I got to ask you this first. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. It's it's uh it's been too long. I mean, we uh we both kind of had a change in our occupation at, at this uh, pretty much within a month of each other, and it really didn't. Uh, right in the middle of the holidays, didn't really allow us to have much energy to or time to put forth this whole thing. So we do apologize for that. But uh, I'm happy to be back with you, and I'm uh, you know I'm ready to get this thing rolling. Oh yeah, man! I'm excited to be doing it again. I'm sure people probably thought, man, I guess the TSR podcast is just we, over and done with. Yeah. We heard that a few times. We people ask us, "Y'all still, y'all still doing that podcast?" And uh, yeah, we still have plans to do it. We're not, we're not going to give up on it. You just, you just get busy and get sidetracked. Just had to make some time for it. That's all we had to do, um, yeah. guys. The first thing I want to talk about is Deshaun Watson because that is something massive going on in the NFL right now. Um, Deshaun Watson seems to be on his way out of Houston, and teams around the league that are looking for a star quarterback or looking for their star quarterback, let me say that, um, should be doing anything it takes to get this guy. Teams such as the New York Jets, Miami Dolphins, Carolina Panthers, and San Francisco 49ers seem to be the most heavily involved, and for good reason. So let's take a look at. Watson's numbers through this past season 4,800 passing yards that was first in the league 33 passing touchdowns seventh in the league 70 percent completion percentage that's third in the league and 301 passing yards a game which is second now he was sacked 49 times which was second most in the league only behind Carson Wentz at the Philadelphia Eagles so Bo let me tell you what those numbers say to me This guy had almost no help from his offensive line. We could see that when you watch the games. It was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. The amount of pressure he was under constantly was was insane. It really was. We've talked about this before, Bo. He had a group of wide receiver twos and wide receiver threes as well. That's all he had to work with. We've both, you know, looked at the receivers. That's what we agree that he had. And uh, he was still able to put up those kinds of numbers, right? And I still feel like this guy is getting overlooked. Would you agree? Yeah, I can't believe it. It really hasn't uh hasn't come through yet. I mean, he he. I don't. I feel like the numbers are there. If he had some playoff wins, I think we'd be hearing it differently. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, I think there's just some there's four and eleven or whatever was it or five and eleven, whatever they went this past year. You know, it just doesn't look good. There's not a lot of TV time for that. He's not in primetime games. You know, you remember? Uh, I don't remember. I guess it was Lamar Lamar Jackson's MVP run. You know, you talked about how just the flash of the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, they're, all, they're always on TV. You're either on the East Coast, you're getting them at one o'clock normally. And then if they're, you know, they get five, four or five primetime games a year, you know, the Texans aren't getting that, you know, nationwide no, every week, you know, so that, that does hurt him. You know, I well, think. I, I think another thing that hurts Watson, and I didn't mean to interrupt you there, I think another thing that hurts Watson is everyone's attracted to flashy play, right? Um, 
Lamar Jackson, very flashy player. Patrick Mahomes, very flashy player. Russell Wilson's not, but Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson, right? Everyone loves Russell Wilson. Um, Josh Allen had a massive year this year. But Deshaun Watson, even as great as he is, he doesn't put on a lot of flashy plays, and I feel like that's why people overlook him. I just feel like that's where it is. It may not be. I don't know. Maybe people just don't like Deshaun Watson. I hope that's not the case, but I feel like – I really think it's just being in, in, in Houston. I'm telling you. I think it's just a lack. I, mean, I think the flashy plays are there. I mean, who escapes pressure, even though he does take sacks, and some of that's because he's out of the pocket. But, I mean, who escapes pressure and, you know, you know, jukes around and, and finds a way to make a play like Deshaun Watson? I mean, a lot of those numbers that you're talking about, you know, that he put up this year, first and second in the league in, come from him crafting these plays, you know, himself. A lot of the times it's broken plays that he's turned into something. So, I mean, I think the flash is there. I just think his location, his scenery needs to change. You know, a a market like New York, you know, or a place like the Panthers who's fresh off, you know, an MVP in Cam Newton, you know, is a good place for him. There's attention to be drawn. It's a big following. You know what I mean? If you give Deshaun Watson, Christian McCaffrey, a guy like DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson – Ooh, that that might be the most fun team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm, if Joe Brady's still around, that'd be nice. But I mean, he could be a head coach by the time this whole thing. Joe Brady's know. gonna be gone in no time. Um, yeah. I've talked with Panthers fans, and they're already upset about it. I mean, yeah. the guy's been there one year, and they already know he he's gonna be gone in no time. He's on time. like that McVay path, just just one, just like a ladder, just you know, one rung after the other. He's just moving up the pole, the totem pole. Couldn't describe it any better, man. That's exactly the path that he's on. Um, guys, again, talking about Deshaun Watson, people still say that he's not a top five quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally challenge anyone that can name uh, five better. I think he's my number five. I mean, he's in it. Okay, so in my mind, I'm, I'm gonna tell you this. I see it as you've got Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen. Watson's five for me. For sure. I don't. I, that's my Kyler Murray's up there. Kyler Murray's up there, but he's not there yet. Right. I think, uh, yeah. I th- yeah. Well, not yet. Not yet. I mean, there, I like to we I like to differ with you on things for the sake of the show, but we can't differ on this. I, mean, I think this is a locked in five. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's that could you know may change the order. A, a lot of bit people are going to say are going to say Tom Brady should still be in that conversation if he wins the Super Bowl. I love Tom Brady, but he's not a top five quarterback. <laughs> We're going to get to Tom Brady later, but he, but he's not a top five quarterback in the NFL right now. Um, anyway, guys, it's, it, it's going to be interesting to see where Watson lands, but whatever team gets him will be getting a young star with Super Bowl winning potential. Um, he has that potential. He's shown he can do it in rough situations. Get this guy in a good situation. Now, Bo, I mentioned earlier that the teams that he's most heavily involved with are the Jets, the Dolphins, the Panthers, and the 49ers. Out of those four teams, where would you like to see this guy land? If you had to pick, would it be the Panthers? I'd say they're Miami. I, I think I think those would be the two places I, I would say. I don't don't really want to see him end up in San Francisco, um, and I don't really care to see him end up in New York uh, at all either. So, I mean, and, and at least if he plays in Carolina – you know the Steelers. The Steelers might end up down there, and I'll go down and I get I get to see him play. You know that'd be that'd be pretty fun. You know, and then I think 
Miami would I think he would just look good down there in Miami. I mean, he, oh, would, he would bring he would, he would bring attention back to that franchise. I mean, he would put they're already building they're already building like the fan base is getting bigger. They played pretty well last year, you know what I mean? The the following is there. They just need that they need that big quarterback. That's what they they were hoping they were going to have in two of this season. But I mean, they hope he's going to be that guy out of the gate, you know, and just be the guy when when COVID's over to pack that stadium. And I think you get Deshaun Watson down there in that Miami market. I mean, it, it could be huge, and it'd be a lot right. of fun to watch. It could be massive. It could be massive for me. I think the Carolina Panthers would be the most fun to watch. I would love to see him in Joe Brady's system. Um, I, I agree with you. Seeing him in Miami would be awesome. But I'm also um, not a fan of people giving up on Tua so early. It's it's kind of odd to me that people have just given up on this guy. He, you know, he came off an injury, came out through for 1,300 passing yards, 11 touchdowns, five interceptions, and I believe it was a 68% completion percentage. I am, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that's what it was. And people are just acting like this guy has no ability to be the guy. It's upsetting to me. I think Tua deserves, uh, you know, a longer time period for us to watch and see what he's got. But uh, I do agree with you. I do think, you know, well, they're not going to cut there, Tua. You know what I mean? Like, well, he's likely a part of the package. I mean, that's not saying we give up. That's saying they want to level up. I mean, if you're if you're Miami and you're in that front office or you're Brian Flores and you're the head coach and you have the option, you know, like Houston says they, they like the terms that you've presented to them and you have the option to make a move on a guy like Deshaun Watson, oh, you are you just going to stand into his corner or are you going to get your MVP now? No, no, you make it. You make that move. Yeah. If you have the chance of getting Deshaun Watson, you make that move mm-hmm. i mean it's not do. i don't think a trade is really given up because the other team sees sees value in that guy yeah See no, i agree saying? with that i agree with that like we were saying that panthers are probably my favorite destination uh, i'm really confused by the, the reports that he's very interested in the jets i mean I, I don't really know what could be worse than going from the texans to the jets i mean i, yeah. I don't understand i mean you're just staying on that same ferris wheel of of bs that you've been on it's not and it's even a lower level team i mean yeah again we i've i've said this to on blue in the fair market same same bad record exactly the new york jets have the worst personnel in the nfl and i don't think it's close so you know you at least had a guy like will fuller and brandon cooks and older david johnson um but you don't have guys like that in new york if you want to win football games, you don't go to New York. You go somewhere like Carolina. You go to San Francisco, even Miami. Um, I think yeah. that's definitely the three teams the, he needs to be looking at. Yeah, and I'll say the benefit of going to Carolina is Matt Rule came in on that, I think, seven-year deal. Is that right? And like, so you you know that you're gonna have your guy there in your corner, and he's only been there one year. You know, if Deshaun ends up there, you know, you got that that pair together for six more years. You can really build on that. Oh, you definitely can, man. And Carolina's great at building teams, man. I don't care what anybody says. Carolina, it's something about Carolina, man, that they're always competitive no mm-hmm. matter what. And I just, I would love to see him in that environment. Um, guys, we're going to talk about another quarterback that just, a massive deal just happened. That's the only way you can put it. <laughs> a massive deal just happened. Probably one of the biggest deals in a couple of years. Uh, Matt Stafford has somehow crawled out of the depths of hell in Detroit mm-hmm. and is looking at a new start in L.A. Um, Stafford was traded to the Rams this past Saturday in a massive deal that included Jared Goff, two future first-round picks, and a third-round pick. And I'm going to be honest. I never really considered the Rams to be a spot I would see Stafford go, but I will say that I really like the fit. 
it, it's interesting, man. I never ever thought that I would see him go there. It was to me, it was I really wanted to see him either, either well, go to we, the. We knew that the LA wanted to get rid of golf. I mean, the 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 well, proof was, was in the pudding there with the way McVay was acting in the media. No, no true outright commitment to his guy. You know. Yeah. Well, you could see. I mean, like you said, the, the playoffs that, that just happened recently. Mm-hmm. Golf was healthy. It looked like. But he wasn't playing. Well, he Something had that, was wrong. I thought he had that thumb thing. He had a thumb thing, but he came in, he played fine. I, I think <laughs> he had a thumb. I can't remember. I think Sounds a thumb so fracture bad. or something like that. I thought he like had that, that but, thumb thing. But, but, he, but he was fine. He could have played in that game. And instead, yeah. they, you know, they put, what was it? Uh, what's his name? Warford, Warford in there? Warford. Warford. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes in and gets absolutely destroyed. And, and a horrible hit has to go to the hospital. Jared Goff could have played in that game. So yeah. I think when that happened, you could tell things weren't right with golf in LA at that point. Now I'm going to say Stafford finds himself now on a team that has made the playoffs three out of the last four years. He is not used to that. This, this is a completely new dynamic to Matthew Stafford being on a competitive team. And this is a team that also has a formidable, excuse me, defense in the NFL this past season, right? You got a guy like Aaron Donald on the other side. You got Jalen Ramsey, you got Leonard Floyd. You got some playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Stafford doesn't have to do it all at this point. You know, he's, he's got Cup, he's got Robert Woods, he's got a good young running back in Cam Akers. Mm-hmm. I, I love the fit, man. I love the fit, and I think... Higby's, you know, a, it, Higby's an emerging tight end, too. He is, he is. If the Rams can make the playoffs three out of four years with Jared Goff and make the mm-hmm. Super Bowl one of those times, yep. I mean, man, I'm telling you right now, you get Stafford in there, and, I, and I'm not trying to be too biased. Big Georgia fan here, okay? So I love me some Stafford. But I think Stafford is worlds better than Jared Goff. Now, you may disagree, Bo, but I 100% whoa, think Stafford whoa, is a whole nother level. Yeah, whoa, whoa. I'm not trying to throw you into the bus. I, I don't yeah, think, whoa. I, I, don't I, I do not. <laughs> Matt Stafford is way better. I will just let some clarify something now. I don't <laughs> You may think different, Bo. Don't know. We're not going to go there with that. That's preposterous. Bo does not think that. Matt Stafford is way better, worlds better than Jared Goff. I would rather have him one hundred percent no questions asked so the way i see it is if the rams can be competitive with jared goff then i can't wait to see what they can be with matthew stafford i, I think they need to invest in the offensive line though they need to because whitworth is a, is old old is old. an understatement yeah he is a, he is a fossil in football years at left yeah. tackle Whitworth is a dinosaur. Now, I love Whitworth. Like 38. Got, got a ton of respect for his game. I think he's 39. He's still pretty good. I mean, he, 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 he well did get year. hurt, I think, at the end of last of this past season. But, I mean, but, it's time. They, they need to put – he need to protect him. You know what I yeah, mean? They, he can't get killed the next few years playing there. Well, Sta- you know, Stafford has been considered by many one of the toughest quarterbacks in the NFL. And uh, it's, it's for obvious reasons. The guy's got plays through everything. Um, but you can't let him keep keep taking hits. He's getting older. Um, keep this guy clean, right? Keep this guy upright in the pocket, and let's see what this guy can do for you. Um, I think a lot of this is they're going to be to open up the passing attack more, more deep balls, right? Stafford's known for his arm strength. Let it fly, man. Let it absolutely fly in L.A. right now. I think it's going to make that offense even more potent, and I honestly cannot wait to see how the L.A. Rams use Matt Stafford. Um, guys, last but not least, Every football fan's dream has become a reality. The NCAA football game has returned. EA Sports announced Tuesday that it is currently working on bringing back a college football video game. Bo, this is the statement I wanted to tell you. This is a statement from ESPN's Michael Rothstein. To make this game happen, EA Sports partnered with Collegiate 
licensing company, CLC, to make sure they had FBS schools, traditions, uniforms, and playbooks, among other things, ready to go for the game. Over 100 teams will be in the game. For now, EA Sports is planning to move forward without rosters that include names, images, or likenesses of real college players. Current NCAA rules prohibit athletes from selling their NIL rights while in college. That is the statement from Michael Rothstein. Um, I'm going to say this, Bo. Honestly, when I heard it at first, I thought there was no way that this was true. But it seems like it actually is, and I'm super excited for it. Now, I don't really understand what they're going to be able to do. You were talking earlier, Bo, saying they've got to go through some um, some legal stuff here, and they're going to. Well, have- you would. I, th- I thought that like it wasn't nationwide, or maybe I mean maybe it was. I can't. I can't remember. I thought there were just some some issues with the NCAA and the courts and all that still to play out. Oh, it's going to play out. I mean, it's going to yeah. be a fight, but I think it's a step in the right direction, right? I mean, players have to be ecstatic for this, even though they're not, you know, they're doing this without names and likeness and stuff like that. Well, it's a step in the right direction for these players. If they go that route again, it's not going it, to, they're not going to sell as many. I mean, people out of the gate, they might, but the longevity, they need to be able to, you know, we need to be able to play with Trevor, the, the next Trevor Lawrence. You know, or Spencer Rattler, whoever it is that's going to be, you know, the 98 overall number two team in the nation that everybody wants to play with. You know, we need to be able to see that name on the field. It it does add, it does make it more fun. I mean, we can't say that people don't get on Madden and play with the Ravens because they want to run around everybody with Lamar Jackson, you know? I agree with you. It's, I don't know how long it's going to take. Now, everybody, I will say this. It looks like it's going to be at least three to four years before the game comes out. I was doing some reading on it. Um, I was kind of upset, you know, kind of had that I want it now feeling. But um, if they're going to make an awesome game and it's going to be worth the wait, then I'm I'm all for waiting. Honestly, I, I can't wait to play this game. I'm going to be like a kid in a candy shop, man. I really am. This game was my entire childhood I was completely addicted to it, played it way too much, much more than any kid should probably play a video game. So um, I honestly cannot wait for it to come out. Um, Guys, but obviously this podcast is all about the Super Bowl, seeing as we have the Super Bowl coming up this coming Sunday. So we're going to jump right into the Super Bowl talk. This Sunday, the Chiefs will take on the Buccaneers in Super Bowl 55, and it's going to be a good one. Uh, Now, currently the Chiefs are favored in this game by three points, which is close. But I think most people are putting their money on the Chiefs to pull this one out. And for good reason. The Chiefs are the reigning champs and are looking to make it back-to-back. Uh, Bo, looking straight at this game for what it is right now, do you agree, obviously, saying the Chiefs are should be the favorites? Yes. It's just a, it's just a straight yes. No yes. explanation, just just a straight yes. You're I just... mean, they, they, they won the last game, and they're the Super Bowl champions. They beat them in Week 12 by three points. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites. I don't think that's out of this world – you know, odds for it to be, I think, I think that's right on the money. I mean, if, if, if you had to ask me to set the odds, I would have set it right on this. It would be, it'd have been minus three or minus three and a half to Kansas city. You know, I think that, I think that's how it should open up. I mean, I'm, I know that uh, Tom Brady has been to uh, playing Super Bowls. I know he's, his defense is playing better right now. I know his offense has tons of weapons. I understand all that, but Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. The Chiefs are the Super Bowl champions. Their defense is playing really well. Their weapons, they also have weapons. Uh, I mean, I, I would set the I would set the line this way. That, like I said, they've already beat them once this year, and they didn't beat them in week one. Week two, Tom Brady had eleven weeks with his offense to get them working in sync in unison, working as one. And 
and the Chiefs still won, still found a way to win. You know what I mean? Well, it seems like they always do, though. It's always Mahomes pulling something out. The, um, and the Chiefs were up that whole game, too. They didn't they, – I mean, they Tom and them fought back, but the Chiefs were leading the whole game. Yeah, yeah, they were. They were. I think the most intriguing storyline of this game, and it's going to be the biggest storyline of this game, is Tom Brady versus Mahomes, right? And rightfully so. I mean, let's let's st- step back and look at this quarterback matchup. So you've got Tom Brady, who, you know, if, if you're not considering this guy the GOAT by now, I don't know what you're thinking or what your reasoning is. Um, you know, this guy, you know, in terms of records, accolades, rings, which everyone considers the most important thing, right? Rings, winning. This guy has it all, right? The guy's also 43 years old, which is incredible. He's 43. He's playing in a Super Bowl. You've got that. The GOAT versus the quarterback that has probably had the best start ever in a career for a quarterback in NFL history, in Patrick Mahomes. The yeah. guy's 25. He just made it to his second Super Bowl in a row, has already won one, already has an MVP, already has a Super Bowl MVP. His run is insane. He's already broken records. He broke records his rookie year, his sophomore year. I mean, records that we did not think would be broken by a rookie. Right. What he is doing is incredible. And if he starts out his career, if, if by 25, this guy's won back to back Super Bowls. Yeah. The sky was already the limit. But I mean, you already could start. OK, is this guy going to be is this guy heir to the throne in, in goat conversation? <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, I yeah. will I will come out and say it right now. I think Patrick Mahomes is the most talented quarterback to ever step on a football field. I, I agree. I mean, he's and and he's the best quarterback in the league at this moment, no question. I'm not going to say he's the he's, most physically gifted athlete ever at quarterback. I'm not going to say that. Um, he might be the most gifted thrower. I I, I could maybe say that. It's I think he's the he's, he's the most he's the best of both worlds that we've ever seen. He is, man. He is when it comes to winning. Um, and you know, I hate to say stats, but stats. I mean, that's part of it. Winning stats, the the just game-breaking plays that he's able to do, the flashy plays, everyone loves this guy. I mean, he came in year one and has just just dominated, just dominated. It, it's It's been incredible to watch. And I think people are starting to say, are oh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes the new Belichick and Brady? I don't know if I'm going to go that far. Mm. Now, if they win this Super Bowl, I might start to tread that way. I they're really de- they're definitely more likable, but I think the run that they're going to be there that they're going to end up on is going to be Patriots esque. I mean, Pat Mahomes is really young, and Andy Reid. I don't I don't see why he'd retire anytime soon with this kind of quarterback. If you've ever had a reason to work long into your life, it's this it's now. Well, having having a great quarterback makes your job easier as a coach. You know, I mean, I mean, it's a, it's. I mean, he already was going to be you know, Hall of Fame and all that. But, I mean, there is a chance here to make, to build a legacy. And, I mean, I don't see the, I don't see the marriage, you know, breaking apart for a while. I just think it's different having a guy like Mahomes. Like, think about other coaches that, with other quarterbacks, you know, other quarterbacks are great in the NFL, right? Mm -hmm. But it looks like Andy Reid, it's it's like it's not even coaching. It's just having fun. I mean, he knows he can call anything he wants to. You have a guy like Tyreek Hill out there. You got a guy like Travis Kelsey, and you got a quarterback like Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, let's just see what we can draw up. I mean, hell, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, whatever. I've told you before go- that they got to play for every moment and everything. Yeah, and you were saying, you know, that's why a big reason you thought 
the Chiefs were favored in this game because anything the Buccaneers throw at them, they got to play for it. Yeah. And it's true, man. Speed kills. How many times have we said that on this podcast, Bo? Yeah. How many times have we said speed kills? Well, the Chiefs got all of it. And you got a quarterback that still might overthrow these guys. I mean, the arm strength is there. The accuracy is there. The decision-making is there. And then you got the fastest player in the NFL, Tyreek Hill. Okay. Mm-hmm. The best tight end in the league in Travis Kelsey. You got guys like Sammy Watkins. Michael Harmon's not slow. <laughs> Michael Harmon, no, he's not. Super Thank fast. Bring up my Georgia boy. I love when you do he, that. He's super, super fast and underrated. He made that mistake last week, but boy, he came uh, right he back. Make, I mean, that's that that defines players. How you respond, how you turn around, and respond. You didn't see him crying. He kept his head up. He was angry, and he turned around, and he he scored a touchdown. He he even the score. I mean, I, you got to respect him for that. I think it, it impressed the heck out of me. I don't know if you saw the soundbite from actually what happened. You you saw him walk to the sideline, um, yeah. throw his helmet down, kind of cover himself up with the uh, jacket, and uh, the, all the teammates came over and were telling him like, you know, we're still in this. You know, you're a great player. You're going to make a play this game. And the next drive, he scores the touchdown. Oh yeah. Right. That's what makes mm-hmm. the Chiefs so dangerous, man. They believe in themselves. And this is something else I want to touch on, Bo. I know some people, and I've talked to certain people who have told me that, you know, Mahomes is awesome. They agree he's the best quarterback in the league. But they get tired of seeing kind of the stuff he does, like the left-handed throws. They get tired of seeing that stuff, right? They get tired of being too flashy, right? But he, here's my thing with that. It's not that he he is able to make those plays, right? That's not what I think makes Patrick Mahomes great. I don't think it makes Patrick Mahomes great that he can throw a ball to someone left-handed when he's right-handed. It's awesome. It's incredible. But what makes Patrick Mahomes great is that he has the confidence to do it against the best athletes in the world. Right? It's one thing to to actually make the play against these athletes. But this guy actually believes, that's fine. I'll throw it left-handed. I'm better than you. (laughs) You I mean, know he's what I taking, mean? It's taking. He's gambling. You know, he it, it it could be successful. It could not be, but he believes in himself enough to you know that it, that it'll work out. And I mean, and he's got the talent. He knows how to use it. I think you're exactly right. Confidence is uh, obviously huge for any any professional sports player or sports athlete, especially yeah, at the highest level. The guy at, at the, the highest top. level, you've got to be confident. If you're not confident, uh-huh. you're going to get run all over. Right? Yeah, yeah. But his confidence is is something different. He knows how special of a player he is, right? Now, he could be humble and sit here all day and be like, oh, you know, I'm just another guy. That's fine, Patrick. You know, if you want to say that, fine. But we all know what, how good you know you actually are because you wouldn't be doing the stuff that you're doing. I mean, dude, the sidearm throws, the no-look passes, it's a game to him. He's in the backyard. He's having fun. And that's why, I don't know, man, I think that's almost why you can't bet against the Chiefs. You can't. But then again, now I'm gonna say I'm gonna tell you a number right here, Bo. And I got one number for you and the listeners. Now I just mentioned that the Chiefs are looking to make it back to back. Well, I got one number for you. Seven. <laughs> the number seven. Only seven times in NFL history has a team won back to back Super Bowls. All right. Now, if any quarterback was capable of doing it, Mahomes is that guy and is that for special. Sure. But again, it is extremely hard to do. I'm gonna say this too. It is also extremely hard to do when Tom Brady is your opponent, seeing as Brady has won almost 70%, 70% of the Super Bowls he's played in. That's six out of nine. Also, Tom Brady has played in 18% of all the NFL Super Bowls. That's a he's played in almost 20% though. of all the Super Bowls ever played in the NFL. 
Well, yeah, in the Super Bowl era, I guess. But Super Bowl era. Super Bowl era. Yeah. Oh, you know, he, man. He's not, I mean, not, I'm not exactly, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, I mean, he's not exactly a fish out of water here. You know, the, the did, guy knows. Did, did you see that soundbite uh, from Brady? The I think Bleach Report sent it out. Him saying, uh, like one of his teammates was like crying, and he was like, "Why the f are you crying?" Like we haven't won anything yet. Like yeah, after we, the we aren't done yet. We aren't. Yeah, done. We aren't done yet. You know. You uh, gotta love that man. Yeah, I mean, his they need that. It's incredible. They need that. They I got a team full of guys that haven't been there. No, no, exactly. And, and I think the biggest thing, and this is something that I think is not being talked about at all. Or at least I haven't seen it be talked about. How is no one talking about that in Tom Brady's first year with a new team, he's got him in the Super Bowl? I feel like that's been completely overlooked. You would think that would be on a headline everywhere right now, and it's not. I mean, I'm sure, I don't think it's completely overlooked. I mean, a lot of people are saying don't bet against Tom. I mean, but they've been saying that since what, 2003? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, he's he's got the pedigree. I don't think... I don't think a lot that many people are doubting him. I mean, I, I mean, he's he's definitely gotten some credit, you know. But I, I guess the the Chiefs are still the talk of the town, you know. They, well, they definitely they're, are. Man. They're, they're the shiny they're, new they're, toy still. Exactly. They're still they're they're the recency you know factor. They just they won a Super Bowl. They're back again. I mean, that's what you're going to hear about. Yeah, it definitely is, man. Um, guys, I want to take a look at this game overall. Um, don't expect this game to be a blowout or at least in my mind, I don't see it to be one. Uh, but I would expect it to, to possibly turn into a shootout, and I think that's what it's going to have to be. Um, if you're going to keep up with the Chiefs and you're going to beat the Chiefs, you got to outscore them, and it's really hard to do that. Um, both offenses in this game have a ton of playmakers all over the field, and I think that's still an understatement. I mean, the amount of talent, just overall ability to make plays that all these guys have is is incredible it's it's absolutely yeah. incredible um the chiefs have mahomes possibly the league's best tight end travis kelsey like i said and the top five wide receiver in tyree kill um the chiefs offense led the league in offensive yards per game this year and ranked sixth in scoring this season um on the other side the buccaneers are stacked on offense as well with brady under center and here's a scary thought Bo: the buccaneers have given brady the best weapons he's ever had the best really, weapons he's ever had yeah, I would say across the board, yeah, depth-wise, how deep it goes, uh, yeah, I'd agree. I mean, I don't think— The, I mean, the Randy Moss team okay, was pretty yeah. good, but— I mean, but was it, though? I mean, it I mean, was. They lost it was. The that was a, that, I wasn't I mean, asking but, you, was it? That yeah, was also I'm, a team that won defeat. I think they broke a record that year. They, they definitely broke a yeah, record. But I yeah. think, like you said, you look at the overall offense, Brady's never had something like this. Right. No, across the board, anything no. like this. Um, I mean, really, I mean, it's a scary thought. Let's, let's let's think about it. You got wide receiver Mike Evans, right? Who I would say is debatably a top seven or eight wide receiver in the NFL. The Bucks also have Chris Goblin, Antonio Brown, if he's healthy. Now we don't know if he's going to be healthy for this game yet. He still has a knee injury he's dealing with. But you got Antonio Brown, you got Rob Gronkowski, and your running backs are Leonard Fournette and uh, Rojo. I mean, you're stacked, man. Yeah. You're absolutely stacked. I mean, I, I feel like we're going to see a. We should. We need to see a hefty amount of Fournette in this game. Keep uh, keep Mahomes off the field. <laughs> Got to control the, the clock, man. Yeah, Bucks are going to need to run the ball this week. Now, the biggest factor here is whether or not the Buccaneers can slow down Tyreek Hill, right? Yeah. Now, I, I'm going to say what, this: two sixty last last game, two ninety six. Oh, 296, wow. almost 300 receiving yards. Carlton Great. Davis, you need to step up, big dog, because that ain't going to get it done in the Super Bowl. Um, now, let's talk about the, the Bucks' offense a little bit. 
Um, they ranked seventh in offensive yards per game this year, just behind uh, the Chiefs, not too far back, and third in scoring this year. Again, not too far back. Um, again, though, I, I want to touch on Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Both players had massive games against the Buccaneers in Week 12. You know, that was this past season when the Chiefs edged out the Bucks 27 to 24. Hill's stat line was 13 receptions for 269 yards, three touchdowns. I thought you three said touchdowns. 296. I was wrong. I was wrong. You yeah, right. I think right. you just you were right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what you want to hear, man? You were right. All right. 269 <laughs> no, yards, and three touchdowns. He was confused. <laughs> Kelsey had eight receptions for 82 yards. Both had big-time games. Now, big-time games is an understatement for what Tyreek Hill had. Again, Carlton Davis is going to have to step his game up. Now, Carlton Davis, though, is going to still be covering Tyreek Hill. I think that's to who you know who's still going to be on him. If that's the case, the Buccaneers are going to definitely need to get extra um, or give extra attention to that mm-hmm. matchup. Um, expect a lot of shadow coverage. Tyreek mm-hmm. in this game, which I think teams do most of the time anyway. But I mean, you've got to do a whole he, lot. He more. burned Winfield last game, so he, he burned both of them. Uh, yeah. the one play, yeah. So I mean, it's well, I mean, he just sneaks out there. He's so small and he's so quick, man. I mean, you just can't, you can't. It, it, he's gonna. I think he's gonna get his. I think, in my opinion, it might be more important to shut down Travis Kelsey. I mean, it might be, man, and th- that's all going to come down. You know what? I'm going to save it. I've got something to say about Travis Kelsey here in a little bit. But you're right. You're right. I think Travis Kelsey might be the one you need to to shut down. Obviously, it'd be great to shut down both of them. But you're not going to. You're just not going to. I don't no, care. you got to pick your battle with that. Yeah, you have to pick one or the other because you're not shutting down both of them. I don't see um, another 260 yards and three touchdowns coming from him. I, I mean, mean that's, that, that's that a happens, big go ahead game. And get the Chiefs the ring. Yeah, I mean that's a big game. You know, I th- I think Travis Kelsey's still. I mean, he what he broke the record for tight end uh, yards in a season. I think this season this year is that right? I mean, he if you let him get a footing in this game, I don't see how you win it. But something else to think about, and I think I mentioned this to you before, uh, Bo, um, is you know Hill and Kelsey both had that big a game. Yeah. In week twelve this year. And they, the Chiefs still only won by three points, right? So I think if if you can if they can just keep Hill somewhere in the stratosphere of a normal game, limit Kelsey a little bit, they can they can stay in this game and possibly win it. You can't mm-hmm. let just Tyreek Hill run amok though. You can't. Yeah. And I know it's hard to do. It's much easier said than done. But you cannot let this guy just just run all over the place. And the Chiefs get, can't Chiefs can't get up and take the foot off the gas either. They're going to have to keep pumping the points cuz that's what happened. Are. They were like they were up at like at least 27 or more at, at one point in the first game they played. And you know, you can't you can't let it end up being a three-point game when you get when you when you get up to two possessions. You got to keep going, got to keep putting it on. Can't sit back. Either one of these offenses um can win the game. Right? So both offenses are going to be full go. The entire game. Mm-hmm. It's, it's whatever. It's what offense can make more plays. But I'm going to say this, Bo. I think the key to winning this game is what defense is able to make more plays and what yep. defense is able to get off the field more often. That is mm-hmm. going to be the biggest factor of this game. So let's take a look at each team's defense. The Chiefs defense ranked 10th in scoring defense and 17th in total yards this season. Um, obviously, the Chiefs have playmakers on defense as well. Defensive lineman Chris Jones, defensive end Frank Clark, anchor a solid defensive line. Um, Legereus Sneed, man, what a rookie year. 
What yeah. a rookie year this guy's having. Um, and Tyron Matthew, they're going to look to make some plays in the defensive backfield. Um, now, the Chiefs were all over Josh Allen in the conference championship game, and they will look to do the same thing against Brady in this one. Obviously, Brady did not have a great conference championship game against the Packers. He did not hit through three picks. That's not going to cut it. That is not going to no. cut it against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. You throw three picks in this game, Losing the Chiefs it. are going to win this game. 100%. Yeah. You're going to lose this mm-hmm. game if you throw that, yep. if you have that many turnovers. Um, so obviously, the Chiefs are going to look to get pressure on him, get him rattled, force him into some uh, bad decisions, right? Um, if they can pressure Brady and force turnovers, the Chiefs will most likely win this game. On the other side, the Buccaneers defense ranks sixth in yardage given up and eighth in scoring defense this season. They were also fifth in turnover percentage, which is something they will need to rely on in this game. They're going to need turnovers. And as hard as it is to make Patrick Mahomes turn over the ball, they're going to need to make it happen if they want to stay in this game and be able to keep up with this Chiefs offense. I think if either team can get a defensive touchdown, that team will likely win the game. I'd agree with that. I mean, that's, it's normally if you see a team in the Super Bowl score one, that team is normally going to take it home. I mean, that's kind of what the that was the Bucks scored, what two or three last time they won a Super Bowl. They did, yep. So I mean, team the team that takes it away and puts points on the board with you know when they're on defense, I think that's going to give you. I mean, that's almost that's going to seal it. I mean, it's going to be one of the things that puts the nail in the coffin. You know, whether it's at the beginning or the end, I mean, that kind of mistake is 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 huge on, on the on the opposition. It definitely is, man. I think the Buccaneers have got to get after Mahomes in this one. Yeah, ha- absolutely have to. And, and I think if you asked me what defense am I more confident in, I would have to say the Bucks. Now, obviously, I'm going to be the first one to say that the Bucks have not played up to their potential this year based on the talent they have on their defense. Yeah, their defense is absolutely stacked. They have the best linebacker core in the NFL. And I don't know. I'm not going to say it's not close, but I think it's a wide gap for sure. I mean, you're telling me, what other team boasts, boasts a linebacker core like Shaquille Barrett, Devin White, Levante David, and Jason Pierre-Paul? You <clears throat> can't ask me that question. I was pretty biased at the beginning of this football season. You were. This is, I mean, Devin, Devin Bush, Vince Williams, TJ Watt, and Buddy Bruce go. pretty good. Here we go. It's pretty go. good. It's pretty good. But yeah, they're at this point. At this point, you're right. At this point of the year, yeah. I mean, they're they're the best. Devin White has emerged as a as a freak of nature. As a, he is fun to watch. He is all over the field. All I mean, over the he's field. the fastest linebacker in the NFL, in my opinion. Yeah. I yeah. think he is. We saw that at the combine, right? It's Coming like a big LSU. running back playing linebacker. It's it is. Crazy. It really is. Um, you know, what counteracts speed? Well, speed. And mm-hmm. the Buccaneers should be very happy they got a guy like Devin White, you know, roam in the middle. It's going to be huge. Big X factor in this game is going to be how well can Devin White and Levante David cover over the middle? Because who makes big plays over the middle? Bro? Travis, Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. That's his bread and butter, man. That is his bread and butter. If yep. Devin White and Levante David could do a good job of taking that from him, mm-hmm. that's huge. That is massive. Um, again, I said the D is stacked with talent playmakers for Buccaneers. Uh, you got Sue, Vita Vea, William Golston on the defensive line. Uh, I just touched on the linebackers. They're also getting back Antoine Winfield in this game. They didn't have him in the conference championship game, I believe, because of an ankle injury. Yeah, Bo, that was your guy coming out in the you know in the pre-draft oh, yeah. process. That was your guy, man. You I, love I'm, exci- I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do in this game. I mean, if he's the guy that that 
that gets that defensive TD. I mean, I'd that that'd be a nice one for me on. That'd be a win for me on this podcast. I have a uh, you know that'd be that'd be a nice one to have. He had a great year this year, man. I I'm gonna I'm gonna try to say his exact stat line right now because I was looking at it earlier this week. I believe it was 63 tackles, three sacks, two forced fumbles, and one interception. He had your the tackles was was I believe around 90 actually. Was it? Maybe I'm looking. Yeah. Okay, I'm probably going yeah. solos. I'm probably going solos. Yeah. Okay. Well, his combined tackles was like 91, but you're right on all the other ones. Oh, but man. solos, I I think you're probably nailing the head with the solos, but uh, I I'm pretty sure I just ran across the basic stat line, not like the the big long advanced one. But I, it was it was combined like total tackles was about 90, and you're probably right on that with the 60, 60, 69, something like that in uh, well, solos. We, we both knew when he went to Tampa. We were both super happy when he got drafted mm-hmm. by Tampa. We thought it would be an awesome fit, and it's turned out to be. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, he, he's played so well this year, and I think it's a massive – he's a rookie. You know, albeit, though, it's a big addition to get after not having him last uh, – let's see, two weeks ago in the conference championship game. But what is your biggest X factor for this game? If you had um, to key in on oh, one thing. Like one for each team or one thing overall? I'll say one. I mean, one for each team. I think the X factor for the Bucks is going to be Tom Brady and Bruce Air and the way Bruce Arians is. He's kind of come out and hadn't. I don't know if he's really said it directly, but I mean, Tom is helping coach this team in a way. You know what I mean? Uh, I think his preparation is going to be an X factor. The Bucks having having number twelve to help them prepare for this game and help them settle in in this game is an X factor in itself to me. You know, I mean, I, does that make sense to you? It definitely makes sense. Yeah. I mean, so I, Tom Brady I mean, can't help but coach anymore, man, because mm-hmm. he, he's been in the game for so long, right? Well, it's, it's like exactly. having two coaches. And I don't see uh, Byron Leftwich as is super smart guy. He's earned his way you know, along in this league and, and where he is as an OC, but I don't see him turning down any pointers from, from Tom Brady. I just Absolutely don't, not. I don't. I don't see that. And if I was, if I was Byron, I would embrace it. I would have and apparently him. they have an awesome relationship, man. Guaranteed, Byron. Byron and was obviously you know in Pittsburgh. I loved him as a backup. Great, great relationship with with Ben back then too. You know, I mean, like I said, he he's earned it every step of the way. But I, and I, I know he's not turned down any tips from Tom. But and then for the Chiefs, um, X factor in this game probably it's gonna if Travis Kelsey has a big, you know, hundred sixty yard two touchdown game. I I think the Chiefs probably walking away with it. You know what I mean? Uh, if the Travis Kelsey is a, just a lethal weapon. That good tight end killing you over the middle is just it, – it'll it'll kill your, your the momentum for your defense because most of those yards are going to come on tough downs in the red zone, you know, when you just get overpowered, you know, and, and he just bullies a guy, in the, you know, to make a big play. The way Travis Kelsey does time in and you know, time out. So I'd say Travis Kelsey – um, will be the X factor for the for the Chiefs if he has a big game. You know, I, I see a victory there. Yeah, I'm going to say my X factor for the Buccaneers is uh, more of a position group. It's the linebackers. It's okay. the linebackers more because I've already touched on it. Devin White and Levante David, if they can cover the middle of the field, take take some stuff away from Travis Kelsey, right? Take some looks away from him. Um, that'd be huge because Mahomes is going to look his way, right? You take that guy away a little bit, makes it a little bit more difficult on Mahomes. And then the other two guys, Shaquille Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul, 
if these two guys can cause pressure and havoc on Mahomes, maybe turn some of those, you know, some of that pressure into some turnovers or a turnover, um, that can that can sway the game, man. That can completely change the game. Yep. Um, for the Chiefs, it's going to be all about pressuring Brady. I think 100% their defensive mindset coming into this game is going to be pressuring Brady. We saw what pressure did um, two weeks ago against the Packers. Brady threw three interceptions. And I think they're going to be looking to pretty much drop the same game plan the Packers did. Right? They brought it against Josh Allen. We saw it. Josh Allen was rattled. He was rattled that entire game. Yeah, some of it could have been because he's, you know, not used to being in the playoffs. But again, also they they brought a ton of pressure, man, and it definitely changed the game and put the game in the Chiefs' favor, one hundred percent. But I want your prediction for this game, and I'd like you to give me a score prediction. Can you give me a score prediction? Uh, well, so I mean, as you know, I got put a little put a little money on the Chiefs. To, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so um, I took. I took Chiefs minus three and a half and over on I believe fifty six and a half points as a parlay on FanDuel. Um, so shout out FanDuel. Yeah, shout out FanDuel Sportsbook in Virginia. They gave us for already being members of FanDuel doing the daily fantasy gave us three hundred bucks to play around with. So turned some of that money around, been playing around with it and putting it on the Super Bowl. So got some got some fun ones on for the game. Um, but I, I'd say I'll, I'll take the Chiefs um, and. I don't think they're going to take their foot off the gas if they get ahead in this one. So, but I think of a high scoring game. I'll say like I got I got to say something that breaks fifty six points. You know, or fifty, <laughs> you know, fifty seven. We got to be yeah. fifty seven. You know, you put me on the spot on the score. Don't prediction. take your own money here. You didn't. You, yeah, you didn't tell me. Uh, you didn't tell me we we're going to do a score prediction. Probably yeah, like, yeah, probably thirty. Say like thirty five. Uh, 28 or you know something like that 35 28 you know, 35 27 i think the chiefs are going to be able to score more points than the bucks you know down the line okay i like it man i like it that sounds like a bet a lot of people are taking right now right it sounds like yeah. a, a score i could definitely see happening now my I mean, that's, prediction that's, that's not that many point difference but it's still a it's a no, no, it's no, a no, sure it's win you know, you can you can you're kneeling the ball at the end of the game. There, you know, you're 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 in victory formation. Do you if you got the ball and you're up that much? I agree with you, man. My prediction, guys, man, this is gonna catch the people off guard. I'm rolling with Buccaneers. I firmly, I'm saying this on a recording, so you know I'm not lying. I'm saying the Buccaneers win this one. I have Buccaneers 38, Chiefs 33. Um, it might sound crazy, but I'm I'm gonna roll with the Bucks in this one for a couple of reasons. Right, they play at home. The Chiefs have history against them trying to win back-to-back Super Bowls. As I said before, it's only happened seven times in NFL history. I'm not betting against Tom Brady. I don't see Mahomes beating Brady twice in a season. right? I trust the Buccaneers' talent on defense more than I trust the talent on the Chiefs' defense. Um, I think it's going to be an awesome game either way. But those those five things I just said, those five reasons, lead me to believe that the Bucs are the safer pick. You know, I, Vegas is never wrong. Though. Vegas is hardly ever wrong. So, obviously, the Chiefs are the smart bet. But those five things, in my mind, make me think the Buccaneers are going to pull this one out. Right? I mean, I, I don't think it's a bad bet to take. I mean, I'm just – it's it's hard to bet against Pat Mahomes. And like you said, they're the favorite, you know, and uh, the odds of putting those two together in a in a parlay were one that I, that I like to take. I didn't like the – I didn't like the money line on – 
on the on the Kansas City just winning you know minus three it was much better to combine them you know so that's the only reason I really took the bet you know but so I'm 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 hoping they win I think I think Pat Mahomes is going to be good enough to get them across the finish line to score enough points to get to where you know Tom Brady can't keep up you know and it's you kind of talk. I don't think you give the Chiefs defense enough credit either. You know, I mean, Tyron Matthews out there been making plays, and like you said, you know, the Sneed over there and the cornerback for the Chiefs, he's had a big rookie year. You know, he could he could make a play. You never know. You know, so we'll see how it goes. I, I think the Chiefs have been there. They got continuity. This team is making a run together. You know, they got to play for for everything. You know, they have that on their side too. So. We'll see how it goes. I think the the best thing uh, that the best thing about this game is, you know, they always said don't don't bet against Jordan, right? Well, you don't want to bet against Brady because Brady seemingly has become the Jordan of NFL football, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? But you also don't want to bet against Mahomes because, in some people's minds, this guy could end up being better than Brady. You don't want to bet against either one of them, so you don't really know which way to turn. It's kind of like flipping a coin, right? Which yeah. guy is going to make the last play that matters the most? And I couldn't tell you right now. For the first time, yeah, they're both I don't have an capable. opinion on that. <laughs> yeah. I don't, don't have an opinion on I mean, it. Both of I, these guys are awesome. I think Pat Mahomes has more intangibles to make that play down the line of the game. To, to get Even if, if he has to get out of the pocket, if he has to get 12 yards on his own, you know, he's, he's the guy that can do that. You know, I don't think – I think Brady – doesn't he doesn't have you know what I mean he doesn't have the athletic ability that that a guy like Pat Holmes has at this age I mean Brady really never had athletic ability was I mean, never no, have you ever seen his thing. combine tape I mean yeah, my God athletic ability was never his thing you know but if the if the Chiefs can get pressure up the middle you know if if Chris Jones get up in there and and create havoc on Tom Brady if Tom Brady has pressure on him this game it's 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 gonna be tough for the Bucks to score points and 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 Brady isn't gonna be getting around and away from it. So, yeah, yeah. That's another I thing. I agree with you. As always, guys, Bo and myself appreciate you guys for tuning in and sticking with us. Again, we are sorry for the unexpected hiatus, but do expect an episode to be coming out every Friday morning from here on out. You know, it's no changing where you can find us at. For myself, you can find me on Twitter at scouting underscore LLC. Bo, ahead. Bo, go ahead and tell them where to find you at, man. Uh, you can find me on Twitter um, at TSRBO. Uh, I have stopped since the you know, changing jobs, big change in my schedule. Don't have as much time to write, so I've stopped writing for uh, Still Curtain. I've told them I really appreciated their opportunity. Um, the door is probably still open one day for for a return. If you know, in, into writing. Um, I've been with two different sites now, so, you know, know my way around. I just, you know, might need to settle into the job before I get, you know, too much into the writing stuff and just stick to the podcast for now. So at TSRBO on Twitter or with Blitzalytics here, we're going to be churning out some scouting reports uh, any day now. Yeah, man, I was going to say, we're already already super busy with Blitzalytics. And speaking of Blitzalytics, guys, make sure you follow Blitzalytics on Twitter at Blitzalytics and visit Blitzalytics.com. And as always, everyone, go subscribe, go give a review, and go TSR. Till next Friday, guys. Peace out, everyone.